Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, and welcome to Secret Artists, a podcast hosted by me, Annie McGrath. I'm a comedian, an artist, and I thought, hey, let's make a podcast about those things. So each week I invite a comedian to choose an object and we draw or paint that thing whilst having a sort of uh, lovely chat. This week I am talking to you from Fiamano Classa, the gallery where my exhibition, Art is the Best Medicine, is taking place. It opens to the public tomorrow and runs for a week. Um, We'll have a new Prime Minister by then, hopefully. (laughs) No, this isn't a political podcast, so don't worry about that. This week's guest is the incredible Pierre Novelli, and I am standing in front of his artwork right now. I'm not going to give any spoilers because we cover all that on the podcast. If you enjoy it, please do like, subscribe, and tell all your friends. Enjoy. Oh yeah, I've written you an intro. Oh yeah, I'll do okay. that really awkward thing of yeah saying things about you while you're here. Yeah, um, very excited about. I'll start that again. <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited about today's guest. His name is Pierre Novelli. He's a very funny comedian, best known for his appearances on BBC Two's The Mash Report and the most recent series of Comedy Central's Stand Up Central. Uh, he has his own very funny podcast, Bud Pod, which he co-hosts with fellow comedian Phil Wang. Uh, Pierre is a brilliant stand-up and he's supporting Frank Skinner on tour at the moment, mm. which is very cool. But uh, enough of all that. What's he like at art? <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you. Hello. This is my worst part of the podcast. Yeah. Having to read out an introduction I've written. The formalities. Yeah. yeah. Was that an all right? That was really it? good. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. I lo- I lo- it's like, um, it's quite medieval, isn't it? To yeah. announce someone by the list of yeah. their deeds. You are best known. <laughs> are you best known for that? I don't know. I, I use the your Avalon bio as my basis. If you type my name into Google, I know mm. that some of, two of the main autocorrects are height and age. Oh, really? Yeah. What is your height? 6'4". And what does it say about you? Does it say you're 6'4"? I, I don't know if it's on my wiki oh, page. Right. I think it's just people going, what? If, they, if they've seen me. Because on stage, you can't tell how tall someone is. This is the mic yeah. stand. So often when I go off stage, people go, Ugh. God, Ugh. Ugh, yeah. So the first thing they want to know is how tall is that guy? Yeah. Six four is impressive. And also how old? Because um, I seem my casting age is like thirty five. Exactly, <laughs> just like, one year. Just around there, yeah. thirty five. Any older, um, any younger. My casting's like sixteen to forty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And height five foot two and a half. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, but we're here today to do some fucking art. Some damn art. But you, I don't know what you've brought. You've got, a, is it a Waitrose bag? 
It is a Rachel's bag, and inside yeah. it, I brought. I sort of thought, in terms of this, like still life is probably the thing. Perfect. Yeah. And then I thought, what is in still life? So they always have some booze. Oh, nice. So there's like a. This is like a listeners as as this is a half empty bottle of cheap white wine. It's. It looks like it's arrived chilled, almost like you've glugged half the bottle. It is still cold from on the your fridge. way. I think I bought it for uh, from risotto. The fridge. Sure. <laughs> uh, fridge. Ah, uh, so then, he's a, he buys from Tesco, but he disguises it in a waitress bag. Yes. I know your type. Yes. <laughs> and I bought my old podcasting mic. Oh, wow. Because I do a podcast. And this is a podcast, and I thought it would be because, like, in those old Dutch still lives, those Dutch masters mm. ones, it's always like a skull, skull. and a plum, yeah. and a quill, orange skull, yeah. yeah. And so I thought, ah, if we use like, if we were to sort of make a modern analogy, then yeah. these are our tools. Right? So is the podcast microphone your skull? Uh, maybe it's my quill. Oh yes, the podcast <laughs> microphone is my quill. It's <laughs> like that. Seamus Heaney poem oh, that I fucking hate. You know, the Which one? Digging. Oh, oh. It's my worst poem of peat, all time. The peat and the shovel and yeah. the, the old man's it's foot. A really boring poem about a um, basically a spade. And then at the end, he's like, I'll use my spade. Oh, no, I'll dig. No, I'll use my <laughs> spade. I'll write with it or something. And you're like, oh, the whole thing's a metaphor for a pen. Yeah. But it's all about how his dad used to dig, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I seem to remember something about, oh, it's... it's uh, uh, there's a huge subsection of poetry which is about poets feeling bad that they don't do manual labour yeah. because their dads did. Yeah. And that is a huge subgenre that, uh, like, you could fill a hundred <laughs> books. Yeah. So this is this is my miner's lamp or whatever. It's the equivalent of um, stand-ups now, male stand-ups being like, yeah. oh, my dad's not proud of me. Oh, I'm, I'm not one of the laddie lads. Yeah, yeah. That whole thing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go on stage one day and go, I am one of the laddies. <laughs> I'm going to really defiantly claim. I'm the laddiest of all. <laughs> uh, Isle of Man flag. Love that. Because you're from the Isle of Man? Because uh, I grew up there. Grew up there from, from South Africa. From South Africa. Yeah. So I thought that's a Is pretty... that their genuine flag? That's the flag. That is mental. It's called a Triskelion. Is it three legs? It's three legs around a central point. And yeah. it's also the symbol of Sicily. Sicily has a Triskelion ah, as well. It's, it's a weird medieval cool. Almost like a swastika. It's close to a swastika. Uh, it would scare the German students at my school, that's for sure. First time they Just saw it. enjoying watching you try and wrap it around the uh, podcast microphone. Yeah, I don't really know what to... We could drape it over this. If oh, we yeah. want the actual um, oh, there's thing pa- in it. Paintbrushes everywhere. Let's do that. Um, so, l- listeners, it's uh, the Isle of Man flag, if you can't be bothered to Google it while you're still, nevertheless, on your phone, is... Uh, a red background with a Triskelion in the center, a three legs, three armored legs. Mm. And uh, the legs are sort of black outline, white and yellow, yellow sort of gold shiny bits. Now we're just arranging the still life. Yes. Composition. I love it. I love the thought that's gone into this. Yeah. Three apples. Three legs. Someone, oh, there you go. Now we're already yeah. getting our, our artistry degree. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, perfect. What, what brand of apple have we got? It's a good question. Um, I brought a loo roll as well in case there wasn't enough. And I thought, that's funny. In toilet humour. Patrick didn't have any. Toilet humour. Yeah, yeah this, this is our skull. Anything that represents mortality and the fact that you're not yeah. an angel. Booze seems to be. and toilet humour. Booze and toilet humour. That humor. could go over that. Although, actually, I think what you've done is quite nice. There we go. It's like a creepy shrine. Yeah. Um, what type of apple was it? I don't... Ah, Braeburn. Oh, I love a Braeburn. I didn't think they looked like Braeburns. They've they've had time to ripen. Mm. They're darker than usual. We can, we, all? we can eat them. <laughs> we can eat them afterwards. Yeah. 
Great. Well, thanks so much. Um, and it, I guess... It could be nigh on impossible to draw or paint yeah. or whatever, but we'll see. Yeah, what do you think you're going to go for? I've got acrylic paints here or this kind of Ooh. Conti or charcoal. Um, Conti, char... It's all very dramatic, isn't pencil. it? Or pencil. I think I'm a bit of a coward with... Um, normally I, I do pen and ink. Oh, I've got these ink blocks which you draw on and then you wet. Ink blocks. They... I, I, my usual thing because yeah. I'm I get fiddly. I start I start pissing around, rubbing stuff out, and correcting myself, uh -huh. which is not good. Yeah, it's supposed to be more free and open. Yeah. To get around that as a teenager, uh -huh. when I was doing art at school, I got um, my teacher was like, "Well, if you use a dipping nib, yeah, a pen nib thing, uh -huh. and Indian ink." Oh yeah. You can't like if you make a mistake, it's there forever. So you're forced to accept it. Yeah. And so I was like, oh great, I kind of like that ultimatum. Yeah. And if you make an error, you have to integrate it into the picture. So it, normally it's I'm. It's what's a, freeing and also terrifying about ab ink. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. But then it means once you start, you go, well, I'm, I'm in, I'm in now. <laughs> yeah, it's done I'm there. now. There's no painting over it. It's yeah. just a massive splodge. Whereas now maybe I'll be, I'll be timid with yeah. a pencil and like do an outline I of have, things. Those and... might have a bit of paint on them, but there's more pencils in there. Oh, okay. But yeah. What about you? Are you? Well, you're a, you're a, you're I a painter. I, yeah. Well, I've got the. I think. I, oh, that's a good pencil. I think I will go for. Because there's so, so many good colors in the objects that you've brought. How, how do you start off with paint? Because I'm intimidated by, by paint I think in a way I'll that I'm not by ink. Sketch it out with pencil. Okay. Oh, I'm, I'm more intimidated by ink for sure. I just, uh, um, I'm intimidated till I start and then I go, like you say, now, well, now we're in ink world. Yeah. Better, better just go mad. I might angle myself slightly towards the... The tableau. The tableau. <laughs> the tableau we've constructed. Um, um, you, do, great, you, you do what I would call like proper, proper and good art. Oh really? Yeah, I've seen on your Instagram. There's uh, there's human figures. Oh yeah, I love a figure. There's human figures and there's scenes and landscapes and concepts and and proper technique. Yeah, Whereas I tend to, up to this point, dick around with cartoons. Uh, I'm on tour supporting Frank Skinner, and mm -hmm. he's very interested in Anglo-Saxon history. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of my degree on Anglo-Saxon history. So, oh god, this, I'm trying to remember how to do perspective. A lot of the Anglo-Saxon art that you have to look at, it's important not just because art is important, but it's important because you can date a manuscript by the style. Oh, uh, yeah. In the same way you could today. Mm -hmm. You could go, that's very 1950s, or that's very modern. Or... Yeah. So I was thinking a lot about that, and I was thinking about um, reality TV and how much I dislike it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, the sort of... And martyrs, a lot of the art is just saints being killed in horrifying ways. Yeah. Which is classic religious art, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just, and then this guy had his eyes filled with arrows, and that's why he's the saint of oranges. How are you getting... Wow, that's amazing. You've done that so quickly. The important thing is not to care if it looks accurate. <laughs> and no, it doesn't. I love it. Oh, it's so... Like, the proportion looks perfect. I did... It's like a kind of architectural sketch. I did... Um, I did design and technology, and ah. they taught um, they taught me to draw whatever what what do you call it um, sort of diagrams and things. And yeah. My my dad used to be an engineer, mm. and he uh, the proportions look right, but they're, oh God, they're well, really well from upside down. It looks absolutely perfect. Yeah, they're really not though. Oh, I'm God. impressed at how quickly you bashed that out. Oh, thank you. I can always. You've got somewhere to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really I just do the art and get yeah. out of here. Um, my my dad used to be an engineer, and I remember if we were on holiday somewhere and we'd go to an art gallery, hmm. he'd always be able to tell which 
paintings of sort of chair anything involving chairs or f- tables or he can just see if it's wrong yeah that's because like he has the eye for, for engineering diagrams and he goes yeah. that's not the perspective on that 3d object is not correct god my paintings definitely have a lot of incorrect perspective well see that's the thing so you need to make a virtue of it don't you and be like oh, it's stylistic yeah, it's intentional it's a metaphor about yeah the war whereas whereas these ones where it's like um I've tried to do this incredibly realistic oil painting. If someone yeah. can then go, you fucked up the, the angle yeah. of the seat. Oh, it's abstract. Mm. Um, like Van Gogh, the potato eaters, the perspective in that is all off. Is it? Yeah. I can't I bring it, it to mind. I think to be it's honest. the table. It's lots of like creepy witch-like figures at a table. And I'm pretty sure it's the table or the legs that are out of proportion. Your dad will know anyway. He'll know. He'll notice straight away. He'll have strong views on the matter. Exactly. Yeah. Just realised that in this we've sort of done red on red, haven't we? Which is a bit yeah. I don't know how I'm going to tackle that because I've started difficult. doing the apples in basically the shade that I probably need to do the fabric in. Yes, I've I've crowded out the fabric. I've weirdly placed all the objects closer together than they mm. are in real life. There's no gap there, for example. I've missed off the. It looks like a Dalek, a podcast thing. It does An look like down an Dalek. upside down Dalek. Yeah. I've missed that out because I think I'm, that's fair. I just how am I going to paint silver? You know. I remember looking up um, a huge fan of Ralph Steadman. Um, who, I don't think I know Ralph Steadman. Ralph Steadman, he did, he's most well known for the illustrations for all the, for the Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. And he's sort of Hunter S. Thompson's yeah, bu- yeah, yeah. weird buddy. Uh-huh. He was one of those classically trained um, kind of 1950s, 1960s uh, uh, artists where like, his early work, you can see it. It's like when they used to do paintings of brass fittings for tradesmen's magazines. Yeah. Because they were too expensive to print photos and the photos went in color. Mm-hmm. So you have to, like, he's got these incredible, perfectly done engineering realistic drawings of, like, a brass tap. And, you know, all the shine. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. The, and you can see the, the shine of the metal and the light reflecting off it. And you think, how the fuck have you done that? Yeah. So he had perfectly amazing training and could do, like, photorealistic watercolors and, but chose and paintings. To do. Well, then he went and hung out with Hunter S. Thompson who picked Took him up from of acid. Well, picked him up from the airport and gave him a tab of acid without, oh, really? ta- without telling him what it was <laughs> and oh sort of God. spiked him over a period of weeks. And suddenly his he went mad. drawings yeah. went to shit. He was a sort of very restrained Welshman. So we spoke about Tom DeFreston before yes. the podcast. He is one of my absolute favourite artists. Oh, yeah. But you know him from Cambridge, is that right? Yes, we weren't there at the same time. I sort of met him through people. Yeah, because he was artist in residence at, I want to say Christ's. I think that's right. Because my brother was there and so they were friends. And I think actually Joe, my brother, appeared, he like modelled in some of Tom's painting, so that's how I first got to know of his stuff. Oh, cool. I, I just met him. He was friends with some of the comedy people. And then I I dated someone who was very good friends with him for a bit. And mm. so I swam through that. And he, I have an, a friend who's a playwright, and Tom DeFreston did some cool uh, drawings to be projected on the wall in this weird play. Yeah. Yeah, because um, a lot of his paintings feature kind of literary figures yeah. and scenes from plays don't they yeah and, and sort of grotesque uh, uh, nightmarish scenes yeah. sometimes I think that's what I like is the the colours he uses are so beautiful and the way he applies the paint is 
incredible, but there's often like a real darkness to yeah. his work. And and all the sort of thick, oily shininess he manages to get on there. Yeah. Is really cool. So good. That's and my dream to be able to afford to buy one of his paintings. Oh really? Yeah. I imagine they're very expensive. But they I don't are. know. I think they are. Well, I just can't afford anything at the moment. So. Well, that's fair. So then you can definitely rule out art. Well, yeah, art is uh, <laughs> very much a luxury at this stage. <laughs> As you, ever in comedy. Yeah. Do you own any art? Um, do I own any art? I own a, 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 a poster that um, has been signed by the cast of Pulp Fiction. Oh, cool. Which is cool. How come? Um, I was emceeing a charity auction as a comedian, as a paid mm-hmm. MC. And the guy who'd set up all the there's these companies that provide the things you have you, to for the people to buy mm-hmm. for charity auctions, and the guy was like, oh god, he, he was he was having a bit of a mare because the audience was about a thousand. Mm-hmm. They were so old. Oh right, not a thousand people. No, no, no. These people were ancient. They were collectively a thousand years. They old. were collectively each a thousand years old. Yeah. And so he didn't know that. So there were lots of young, cool things in the auction. Oh, fuck. And no one wanted it. And no one was bidding on the Pulp Fiction poster or any of the actual cool stuff. Everyone yeah. was bidding on Champagne Golf Weekend. Oh, And God. he was like, no one's going to buy this thing and we're not going to make enough money. And I said, well, look, I don't have a lot of money, but, you know, I, I, I said, what about the Pulp Fiction thing? Has anyone bid on that? And he said, no. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll tell you what, I'll let you have it for... 20% off the lowest bid oh, wow. price that we've got on there. And it was still a fair bit of money, but I'd just done a corporate. So How thought, much are we talking? Uh, well, I know, I, I, I'm i British now, so I'm not going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I've integrated, no tricks. Do you have a favourite artist? It's probably... It's well, they're both very similar, and mm-hmm. I think they have some bad blood between them as a result of how similar they are. Oh right, Ralph Steadman and Gerald Scarf. Ah, okay. Because when I did art at school, all the art I studied was that kind of blotchy, insane, cartoony. Yeah. Gerald Scarf is the only artist, apart from Salvador Dali, who's collaborated with Disney. Oh right. He did all of the character designs and art for Hercules. Amazing. So Disney's Hercules looks like that. It looks so weird. Yeah. It doesn't look Disney at all because it's it's all Gerald Scarf. And he did the co- the cover and the, the animated music video for Pink Floyd's The Wall. Oh, all yes. the hammers marching. That's all Gerald mm. Scarf. Um, but they, do you know they have bad blood or are you just assuming they have bad I blood? I remember reading somewhere that some interviewer asked them about the similarities and whoever was being asked was like, mm, yes, well, there's sort of a bit of a th- friction there. Or, mm. I mean, if I'm wrong, then... I don't know, I guess they can sue me. Any publicity is good publicity at this point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sue, sue away, Gerald, if you're listening. And he will be. He, w- he um, will be. He's... I've made a horrible red massacre of a painting. So That's far. good. There are many galleries and museums on the Isle of Man, aren't there, really? There are galleries. Um, but not very edgy. Uh, no, I wouldn't say there's any edgy galleries on the Isle of Man. It's all very naturey. Mm. Um, so is that the kind of stuff you were taught at school, more like landscape? I was lucky in the sense that uh, all my art teachers were, were weirdos like me. And so they taught us weird stuff. And thank God, because that's what I was interested in. Yeah. Although it does mean that I don't have what can easily be described as classic art skills in terms of... I, I'm super impressed by what you've done so far. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's very kind. Oh, wow. You The speed at which you've done that and the... It, everything seems in proportion. The colours. I'm. I think as a, I'm a good visual liar, 
It seems in proportion, it's absolutely not. Does that translate to your stand-up, do you think? Maybe. I need to do more act-outs. I'm too static. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's annoying to me that a joke that you've written can be that much funnier if you just kind of jiggle your face around a bit. Yeah. And you sort of think, really, can't they just hear that it's funny and and that's enough? And it's like, no, it's you have to jiggle enough. around. It's never enough. You've got to jiggle around. You better jiggle. That's right. Do you find, do you do art as like a hobby? As in, would you sit down and be like, I've, I know you do a lot of drawing. Do, is that something you find a relaxing thing to do? Um, I really struggle with it being relaxing because every time I sit down and go, you know what, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do another big, like weird cartoon or, mm. and then I think, I always think to myself, the amount of energy you're going to spend on this, you should spend on stand-up. Yeah, there's a lot of guilt with being freelance, isn't there? Yeah, Just... because you think, really, you're going to use this much creative energy and time on the thing you don't earn any money from. Hmm. Whereas you could, and like, you know, at the Edinburgh Fringe is coming, you know you have a new material night on Monday. Hmm. And yet, here you sit, scribbling away <laughs> on your little cartoon. So I do struggle with that. But it can be inspiring, no? I feel like sometimes when you're doing stuff that's not sitting down to write, you it, it does bring about different ideas. Oh, totally. It's it's definitely a, t a completely invalid critique, but it's like a... a but little, it can little... also be procrastination as well, I suppose. Yes, and it's a little voice taunting me at my... My pretensions, yeah. maybe, I don't know. How about yourself? You, well, no, you do you do proper classes, right? You, well, not classes. Um, I, do, I um, sometimes go to life drawing classes. Right. Yeah, I've not been for a while, but my friend Roz is a teacher and she runs a very good life drawing class, but, although I've not been able to go for a while. Um, but yeah, I do find it r relaxing to a point. I think then when the pressure of having to do something for an exhibition or for a commission... Yeah. As soon as there's time pressure involved, it becomes stressful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I considered, I did sort of art in sick form as well. Mm. And I did consider at a point thinking, like, what if I, oh, what if I turn out to do like illustration or something somewhere? Yeah. And then I thought, you know what? The idea of doing commissions fills yeah. me with a dread and horror that I can't quite articulate. So I'm going to stay away. I couldn't cope with the idea of having to, if if the you always imagine a commission that's already what you wanted to kind of do anyway. Yeah, and, and then it I never thought, is. And then I thought, and then I'd have to give it away. If yeah, it's that's really the good. And I have if to it's say really goodbye good. to it. You go, oh, can I not just fucking keep this one? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm always, yeah, I sort of think, well, maybe if I could have got my head around that, I could have done it. But otherwise, it's still time. I think it's one of those things where I, you got to keep. Keep something for yourself, don't you? Mm. For fun. Yeah, definitely. Whereas otherwise you'll end up trying to make work out of all your play. Yeah. And that's not always healthy. Do you find it a similar process, like drawing to writing? Or do you find one harder or more therapeutic than the other? Um, I get angrier with drawing. Yeah. To be honest, I do because I can picture what it's supposed to be in my head so clearly. And that's, I have infinite sympathy with people who hated art at school for that mm -hmm. same reason, where they couldn't cope with the fact that their hand wasn't doing what their brain could see. Yeah. And it's very disorienting and frustrating when that happens. And, and the, I suppose with writing, there's no like direct thing that you're necessarily trying to 
replicate. Yeah, and the words uh, words are not uh, don't require any decent physical technique. So if you have a shaking hand, you're kind of fucked. Whereas mm. your hands can shake all day long. You can still think of jokes. Yeah. Um, that you don't want them to shake when you're performing. Yeah. No, that will really undermine the <laughs> yeah. audience's faith in you, I've found. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, it goes in waves. I find sitting down to paint a much easier psychological process than sitting down to write. It takes yes. me a very long time to get my acting gear to actually focus on writing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it depends on the mood I'm in. <laughs> like, I tend to enjoy the initial process of painting more than the initial process of writing but as soon as I'm into writing I do enjoy it once you've got going sometimes when you get going with painting you get to a point where it becomes very frustrating the further in you get oh where you feel like I'm so close to yeah this thing looking right and it won't and then come you right fuck it up. Well, yeah yeah that's for instance like. the Isle of Man flag that I'm about to <laughs> delve into yeah and I've been, a, I suppose I've been annoying as well with this, um, with this because there's black on the Isle of Man flag and you're not supposed to use black paint, are you? I remember a yeah, teacher saying... Yeah, I was always taught never to use black. Yeah. And I haven't laid it out and I never have, but a few guests have asked for black and I've realised I haven't even brought black with me. Well, they just need to, you know, get on and learn. Well, I'm glad finally to have someone like you on who understands... You can't. We don't, no, we don't need black. I had a I had a lovely teacher when I was, from when I was 11 to maybe when I was 13, I think, called Mrs. Mm. Gulland, mm. who was the vicar's wife. Ah. And she was a really good artist in her own right and had exhibits and things. Mm -hmm. But she would always say, there, there's no black in nature. There's mm. no black in nature. So there's never a complete lack of light. And if you have to use, do dark blue. Yeah, my teacher said that as well. And it blew my mind. So I was like, wow, there is no black. It does change. As soon as you have black, sometimes it has great value, I think, but it does really change a picture. Yeah, I more think than so. You, more than you can ever know, Pierre. More than, you <laughs> more than mortal Ken could ever comprehend. Oh, this wine bottle is going to be a Yeah, the wine fucker. bottle I've really struggled with already. And I've made it look like a sort of dry rosé, but we all know it's Pinot Grigio. Yeah, well, now you've said that, the listener could have been deceived if you'd... That's true. If you'd been a strategic... That's the good thing about this. They can't see how bad our paintings are. And they never will. <laughs> no. These paintings are burned immediately <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, that's the second part of the podcast. We get all the art and set fire to it. That's very cathartic. Mm. Pierre, question for you. Yes, please. What is art? What is art? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Bloody hell. Uh, uh, I'm tempted to say mm-hmm. anything that gets a reaction is art. Mm, love that. So if you can if you can get a reaction from you and the reaction was if and if there's intent I think but then that that fucks up found art, doesn't it? And then I've always been a bit suspicious of found art. But then maybe that's the reaction they want. Um can you explain a bit about found art? Um from what I can glean it's just you sort of you um the example I remember is someone sort of went through a rubbish tip and found cool bits of rubbish that now had attained a new meaning through their transformation and becoming thrown away. Um, but that person knowingly says th- that they're creating art with it. Yes, they say, look at this thing. I've d- Here's the meaning I've given it, or I'm mm-hmm. placing it in a new context and therefore changing how it is perceived. I remember a very intelligent friend of mine called William Seward, who is a, a lunatic and well-known at the Fringe for his mad fun shows. Mm-hmm. He once explained to me the the fact that concepts are completely contextual. When mm-hmm. I was a young undergraduate and he was doing a master's in anthropology, I think, social anthropology. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, this was the example he used that blew my mind. He said, um, if there's mud on a motorcycle, the mud is the dirt. But if there's an abandoned motorcycle thrown into the middle of a nice muddy field, the motorcycle is the dirt. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, that's true. You wouldn't like seeing the motorcycle there, would you? It would be like, no, someone's thrown away a motorcycle. And I thought, that's great. It's all about context. Yeah, and so probably found art is about that, right? Changing mm. the context. I think so, yeah. I do think comedy is art. A lot of people don't. I must yeah, admit that I do think that. I think it is. It pisses me off that it's still in the newspaper sections as nightlife. Oh, is it? Yeah, so there's like... <laughs> Come on, newspapers. And that's why you get so many cunts yeah. at comedy gigs, because they're like, oh, it's night out, get drunk and shout. Just have a bad time, ruin everyone's life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But And then you get art and... Yeah, under culture, you get like art, music and theatre. Like, guys, have you not seen the stuff we're saying on stage? It's interesting, isn't it? Because I've often thought, like, if you said to a painter or a poet... Mm you will be able to gather a room of a hundred people of any background mm-hmm. and what your your work will resonate with all of them. Yeah. And they'll all be engaged by it. They would kill for that level of penetration. Yeah. That comedy has naturally. And so that's why I don't agree with when people look down on it so much because it has got such power. Why, why, do, why do people look down on it, do you think? Um, because a lot of comedy appeals to base sensitivities, I suppose. It's not seen as like a middle class thing. Uh, yeah, it's it's sort of of the night in terms of the boozy element, I suppose. It's a bit uncivilized. It's uncouth. Yeah. Maybe it's a hangover from those days when like all all actresses were were prostitutes and all the actors were gay, and it was this kind of mm. seedy underbelly, where right after the Shakespeare play, the the, the Prince of Wales could go and. Yeah. Fuck a load of Justice. the actors behind the behind the wooden stage. Mm. Maybe that's where it's from. I don't know. It's a good theory. A lot of comedy is about reinforcing things you already thought anyway. 
Yeah. So that's maybe harder to to, to defend as art. Bags for life, etc. Yes, indeed. Yeah, and 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 uh, men and women are different in ways that are disruptive and negative, etc. Mm. etc. Et um, although I do think there's no such thing as hack comedy; it's only hack approaches. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Because whenever people go, oh, more jokes about that, it's as stupid to my mind as saying, well, another book about war or another poem about love. I mean, we covered this. Yeah. yeah well, no, <laughs> not until humanity's over. We haven't covered it. Yeah. But no, I think comedy is art. But um, as I say, I'm not necessarily representing all comedians there. It's interesting to me when there are comedians who are really against the idea of it being art. Oh, really? I've not met any who who are. Um, I always like to interrogate that because I think it says more about what they consider to be implied by something being art than what they... We tend to agree on what comedy is, but they think art is such a restrictive foofy sort of label mm. they more have a problem with the word art than they do about the concept there I think that's fair comedy it's very easy to describe really you there's a very specific reaction you want to get from an audience that's true isn't it and if you don't get that then well I suppose that's the extent to which it's like a service you're providing mm. like broadband yeah we've paid to make well I, I did a routine once where I compared it to being a, a sex worker because laughter like orgasm is involuntary mm. and you, you can do it to yourself but it's not as good well, that's good and so it's a room full of people saying we've paid to you to <laughs> induce an involuntary reaction in us yeah and we're furious because you failed and now we have sort of blue balls um <laughs> and so maybe that's why it's not art <laughs> Maybe that's why people look down on it. Then again, I'm sometimes... Imagine imagine the intellectual relief of giving up on all of this kind of thing entirely and just deciding to be one of those guys that goes, well, I could have done that. Yeah, it would be so nice. What a holiday. To not have to ever think about anything critically and just go, more, more six-year-old could have done that. Yeah. Uh, that's art, is it, these days? Uh, yeah, that would be very refreshing. <laughs> My dad, I remember he always used to say he wanted to be like a butcher or a grave digger because having a creative job was so much more stressful in a way. It's like <laughs> yearning for a nine to five. Yes. Or just to have a, like, you know, I've just got to get up today and dig a grave. Or just when the job is over, it's done. Yeah, that's are you, true. Are you still at work? No. Therefore, my mind is fully relaxed. Yeah. But as you say, there's this guilt of like, oh, I should be doing should be writing all the time should be and with comedy there's always like if something funny happens around you you always go oh and you start thinking about it and you start thinking about it as a comedy writer yeah you can't just enjoy the thing for what it is no and if you're on even if you're on holiday whereas if you're an accountant and you're on holiday somewhere and some finance starts happening around you you don't immediately ooh you don't immediately <laughs> gotta write that down engage yeah. ooh maybe I'll step in myself and <laughs> Yeah. Also, just other people's reaction to. I always try and hide the fact to do comedy where possible, but. Oh God, yeah, it's 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 a real. Yeah. Oh, is this going to end up in one of your sketches? One of my sketches, yeah. Exactly. You go. What do you think I do? <laughs> well, like, uh, oh, we're all. It's a group of people, and they're like, oh, watch out, we're all mad. Yeah. You go. Well, you'll probably get material from this every Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Every Christmas, and you think. You you sort of want to say to them... No, I'll just bitch about you on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. 
in a way we're fulfilling their prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you always want to say to them, I work in comedy. I, the mad people I meet are sort of used to be heroin addicts. Yeah. You've just got a big jumper on. <laughs> this, this is not... Mad me. My scale has changed of yeah. madness. This is no longer enough to shock. And, and then they start taking heroin in front of you. Yeah, just to go, how about now? Yeah, yeah. And then you go, like, yeah, yeah, maybe now. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, keep going. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Definitely <laughs> going to end up in a sketch now. <laughs> and you're my dad, which as we all know, the perfect, <laughs> perfect punchline to any sketch. Yeah. You were at Cambridge when I was at Leeds, right? Yeah, yeah. well, we met, I think, first when you came to Cambridge, you guys. Because uh, yeah. you were a year above me, I think. Yeah, very possibly. What, for Footlights and Friends? Yes, for a big sort of jamboree. And oh, yeah. uh, you were older than me, and then I saw you do the sketch about, we're going to get wet. <laughs> was that the, the Home Alone sketch. Oh, yeah. And I thought that was very, very funny. Oh, yeah. And um, I, that stuck in my head for a long time. And so in, in my head for a long, long time, you were the Home Alone sketch uh, woman. Oh, thank you. That's how Artistically I'm still known, identified weirdly. you. Yeah. <laughs> and the streets. Yeah. So, yes, so I think we would have met briefly, but not like met, met. Yeah. Not in a proper sort of civilized way, I guess. And then in the kind of weird backstage. You hung out with my dad in Edinburgh. I hung out he, with your dad in Edinburgh. Often reminisces about that. It was a good time. And then I had to bugger off. And then our friendship has dwindled since, which is sad. <laughs> Although I saw him in one of my Edinburgh shows. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's your biggest fan. I'm very pleased about that. Hmm. I remember seeing him, seeing him when I was growing up. Oh. On the TV. So it's always a thrill when someone... It feels more validating, doesn't it? Yeah. When someone else who's done the job at a high level than you thinks you're good. You like to think that that maybe is, is of some great significance. Yeah. And it may or may not be, but it feels nice. Well, that's good. Right. How are we doing on... Oh, that looks great. I love what you've done with them apples. Them sweet apples? Yeah. It's a it's a bit impressionistic, isn't it? Very good darker, shading on there. It's a darker line there. And to be honest, you've smashed the wine bottle too. As in, it looks like a bottle of wine. Your depiction of it. <laughs> it looks like yeah. wine. Off and air, he smashed the bottle. Off air, he's, it, that's how much he cares about the definition of yeah. art. I hope you've noticed how much I'm putting off painting the microphone, which, as you said, uh, yeah, is I've shiny and made of made of metal. Um, oh God. Is this, is this where I start doing a wash and claiming that that's good just, enough? Just having a wash. Having a wash. What's your least favourite medium? Mm. The one where you go, fuck that. I have a very difficult relationship with charcoal. Okay, all right. Um, it goes in waves. I think sometimes... Oh, I've just realised we've got two cups for water. Yeah. Um, I like how much you can... How kind of malleable it is. Like when you put the mark down you can you can shape it with your fingers and you can do yes. lots of different like textures yes and um i like how expressive it is and how you can get quite dense marks but i also hate the feel of it oh physically I, on your finger yeah mm. and i hate in a way the smudginess of it so the thing that i've just said that i like about it i also hate that I think that's this, exactly the sort of complex feelings that art should induce in you. Yeah. Hating and loving the same part of someone. Clay. Also, there I've never go. really learned how to use clay. And I hate the feel of dried clay on your hands. It's like oh, when it gets all worst. crumbly. Yeah, oh, yeah that's no, not thanks. pleasant. 
hate a dry texture. I hate um. I can't cope with uh, like wood, like wood, wood lolly sticks in my mouth, or, or. Oh, I love a lolly stick in my mouth. <laughs> no, it gives. It's like nails on a blackboard for me. Well, after a mini milk. Or 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 even a Magnum. Or sorry, oh, someone's an adult. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I hold them, I wrap yeah. the wrapper around the handle really? so I don't have to touch it. That's so interesting. So it's a, and and I eat it with great caution. Well, you must. I, I simply must. There's a it's a real minefield of horrible textures for me if that's. If that's what's going on. What's your worst medium? <sighs> Probably, um, maybe oil. It just it feels so high stakes and expensive, and this turpentine, yeah. and it smells, and it doesn't dry, but it does dry. Yeah, I've never. I'd really like to properly learn how to use oils, because I think it looks very cool when you can use them. But as you say, I'm just not patient enough for the drying process. And in terms of actual, like, my least favorite medium in terms of I'm bad at this, yeah. I would say, is definitely uh, chalk. Oh, yeah, chalk. Chalk and pastel. Yeah. I, I, I really find it hard to cope without sharp lines. I really love sharp lines and things. And if I don't have sharp lines, I feel like I've lost my way. And I sort of, well, you know, what are the rules now? Yeah, chalk. Makes me very stressed. Can get in the sea. Okay, I've really sabotaged this uh, flag. Don't know what to do about it. You're no longer welcome on the Isle of Man. Yeah, I know. Is this offensive? I think it's it's. They'll, they'll have to put you in a barrel of ale and throw you down a hill or something. Some medieval punishment. That sounds quite fun. It does sound alright, yeah. doesn't it? As long as they let you out at the end. Oh God. And that um, would be quite fun. Have you ever pretended to like some art? Yeah, I must. Yes, 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 yes. Surely everyone has it. Yes, if, especially if we include comedy as art. <laughs> I pretended to like a lot of comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, what was the last art I pretended to like? I was in a church, and there was a big piece of art that someone had done that the church had commissioned mm. about a particular saint. And the concept was really good, but I, I thought it looked a bit crap. Right. But I had to sort of... You couldn't say that to the vicar? No, not at all. And I had to sort of hold my chin and go, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yes, I see what you... That's now the... Oh. Mm, and do all the... That's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I had to do that. What is to be gained by cr crapping vigorously all over something that's already there, it's done. They're yeah. happy with it. It's none of your business. Just, you know, accept it. <laughs> That was my attitude. I think it sounds like you made the right call. I think so. Oh, Pierre, this flag is <laughs> the bane of my life. I'm stealing some of your flag colouring. Right, we've got ten minutes to, left. To try, oh, God. I'm trying to approximate silver without any black. Mm. And that's quite the challenge. Oh, yeah, do we need to put out some more white? Yes, please. That would help. Oh, good sound effect. Good sound effect. For the listener. Any Foley artist listening? Yeah, finally something for the listener. Capture that. <laughs> for the listener, yeah, exactly. Um, is there any art that you hate? You think, that's a, what a disgrace. Mm. Like Tracy Emin or something, I don't know. I quite like Tracy Emin. I like her drawings and, yeah, I think she's actually... 
the stuff she does that's a bit more trad mainstream like the unmade bed for, I, I'm not as into like conceptual and sculpture type things yeah but I do think she's very good at drawing and <laughs> drawing and painting I haven't seen enough of her drawings all the press gets given over to the beds well yeah exactly which is a shame um but yeah probably because I'm just quite conservative in my tastes are you well I just like I like a figure sure I'm not that into sculpt. I know that sounds like such a crass thing to say, but I can't. There's not a lot of sculpture that I fully can get on board with. Oh, that's interesting. I, even that's the even my... the big boys, even well, the classic stuff. Like like what kind of big boy? Well, like uh, Rodin. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that they're good, but I'm like, what? Am I just gonna put one of them in my house? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have a house, so that's not a problem. But sure. I, don't, I feel yeah, less like emotional, uh, less of an emotional response from a sculpture maybe than a painting. Okay. It just doesn't hit you in the same way. It doesn't hit me. What about those marble ones where you can see like they've managed to get veins in the arm and things? I find them impressive, but I'm not like, oh, I want that. Okay. Maybe you don't have to want it to think it's good. But... I mean, I certainly wouldn't want to think about the logistics of owning it. Yeah. So is there true. what's your is there any art that you don't particularly like or what's your least favorite or mm. the thing you appreciate least Damien Hirst probably yeah he's doing that studio sort of thing now where it's like all these interns making butterflies for him or whatever yeah and I just think <laughs> imagine just, that being your job just a money factory now yeah and also I think that his his platinum skull with all the diamonds all over it was a bit you know sixth On form Banksy yeah. Oh, a I skull, it, I right? hate Banksy. There's actually. a skull, yeah, but it's got diamonds on, and the yeah. skull's really expensive, and it's interesting. And you go, come on. The only impressive part is that you had the budget. Yeah. That, I will admit, is very impressive, that you managed to get that money together. Meow. <laughs> I just don't think it's very good. I think his stuff before was good, but I think a lot of the YBAs have gone mad with power. Mm. And they just go, well, we're, we're, we've been at the Groucho Club, and we've had a crazy night, and it's 1999, yeah. and then now they're... They're still called the Young British Artists, but they're old. They're old and they're rich. They're old and, and rich. Th and they're like, supposedly, they're kind of edgy, young creatives. It's like... That's it, yeah. Um, and you go... You guys were in in the art world when there was actually money in it. Yeah, and you're neither edgy nor young anymore. And you need to figure out a way of coping with that that isn't having a crisis of the soul and making a big platinum skull with a bunch of interns. <laughs> Imagine having interns making diamond skulls for you. Yeah. I mean, again, from a, a purely financial market point of view, it's impressive. But then like a lot of art at the money end, is, it seems to be a lot about investment opportunities and, mm. and things. And you sort of go, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm not against commissions. Absolutely not. If you can make money from art, go for it. But I don't know how much it is a satire or a commentary if it if it is also what you are and what you mean. It's like Yeah, the, it's, are you commenting on like capitalism or are you just participating with yeah. great gusto? And so there's a point where you sort of think that it becomes like the the kind of cool commentary version of ironic racism. And you sort of think, well, are you not just saying it though? Yeah. Where's the irony? You're just doing it and doing it really successfully and not giving the money away or doing anything with the money. You just have the money. Mm -hmm. And so it's like a practical joke. It's like, God, wouldn't it be a great joke if everyone gave me all the money? You go, I, I guess. 
That seemed like a great, great prank, but maybe. Um, my, I've made it look like a dick. Have you? <laughs> the Isle of Man leg thing. No, it doesn't look like, like a, a dick. dick with a leg. A dick with a leg? That's no dick at all. <laughs> That's simply a leg. Thank you. Um, oh, it looks I good. I'm now I'm now cheating by working into the thing with um with pencil mm-hmm. to try and compensate for my inability to shade with paint. Oh, I absolutely hate what I've done. Well, that's art. And that's art, baby. <laughs> that's art, baby. Oh, I've missed out the loo roll. Did I kind you? of didn't even see the loo roll, even though we spoke about it. That's the message. Who 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 sees the loo roll? Blob it in. It's a big oh, white but blob. I don't have enough space at the top of the thing. Should I just do like an abstract? Yeah, yeah. A quick, a quick. If you don't think too much about it, maybe it'll be the best thing you've ever done. I guarantee it will not. I'm just going to do like a little white uh, ring. That's Lou Roll. That's good. Yeah, Lou Roll is a little white ring. Maybe that's a commentary where it's like, ah, we always forget about the the pedestrian part of life. The thing we need the most. To have clean bums. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Oh my God, you're not going to believe it. It's an absolute masterpiece. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Let's steal some of this. Oh, there's still too much white on my brush. Put it's down open. your baking oh, tins. What, what is it they say in baking? Stop baking. I don't Stop. know. Stop. Enough baking. Stop arting. Isn't that what they No more baking. That's absolutely beautiful, Pierre. That's very kind and of you. And also, you've I've done my totally. The microphone? You've done wonders on that. It's, it's, it's abstract. But it's there. It exists in the art. I love that. And that's the best you can say for it, really. What? How did you do the flag? Did you use a pen or is that paint? Where? On these lines. Uh, oh, this black, the black bit. Mm. That's that's one of these guys. You actually made that color. Did I? Yeah, it's um. It perfect. If you mix enough of d- of the colors together, you get that yeah. dirt, don't you? Lovely. So it looks like I used a pen, but it's actually just even more paint. Painting or drawing? Drawing. Straight lines or curves? Straight. Portrait or landscape? Landscape. Retro or futurism? Oh, retro. Light or dark? Dark. Abstract or realism? Mm, I don't know enough about the definitions of those two words. (laughs) Let's say realism. Go with your instinct. Let's go realism, why not? Oil or watercolour? Watercolour. Modern or postmodern? Modern. Looking at art by yourself or with other people? Other people. Are films art? Yes. Can you separate the art from the artist? Sometimes. (laughs) He doesn't want to be quoted on that. Sometimes. Tortured artist or balanced manager? Uh, Tortured artist. Talk about or think about art? Talk about. Apples or oranges? Apples. Looking at the painting close up or further back? Further back. Painting from life, landscape or still life? Ooh. Well, we've done still life I'll have to say still life then, or I'm a hypocrite. Um, Art or tech? Ooh, art. Art or sport? Art. Art or food? Food, (laughs) I'm afraid. (laughs) Uh, Dicks or pussies? Dicks or pussies? (laughs) In any sense? <laughs> in art. In art? Yeah. Oh, right, I was going to say. Or just, in real life. Uh, in art. 
<laughs> I don't know. This it's easier to draw a dick, isn't it? It's out there. I don't know. I'd say it's harder to draw a dick. But this, oh, maybe yeah. Oh, this isn't quick fire at all. Well, it depends how much detail you're drawing. The you're scene. really good, like, yeah, like an anatomy <laughs> yeah, lesson. Yeah. Um, uh, Buzzies, I think. <laughs> now you've convinced the me that's easier. Buzzies. Oh God. This is absolutely amazing. That's, you're too kind. Your I bottle love is how... your bottle is much better than mine. Mine is. Uh, mine's an absolute car crash. I love how expressive yet contained it is. Oh, like thank you. The brush marks are really almost violent, but you've the whole thing is like very beautifully specifically oh, thank in you. one space, and the um, perspective is ideal. You've managed to fit everything in. <laughs> After all that big talk about yeah. uh, design technology. Uh, I'm going to give you 10 out of 10 for technique and 10 out of 10 for commitment. Oh, thank you. Take that, yes. whoever else has done this. Uh, final grade, A star. Yes. Well, higher than an A star, I don't yes. know. Whatever higher than an A star is. There we go. Um, you have a much better brush technique than I do. I can see that no, just from looking at I, it. I don't think that at all. No, it's true. And you've managed to frame it with a kind of background. Mine's floating in space. Yeah, but I love that. Whereas you have actual visual framing and the shadows of the colors around it. And your wine bottle is much better than mine. I'd say I'd say even though you 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 felt like you had problems with the 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 Triskelia, <laughs> oh, felt like and did. <laughs> <laughs> it's still more, it's more artistically there than mine, I'd say, and it's got that nice gouache thickness. Thank you. To it, um, I have to give your technique a ten because if mine is a ten, no, can I give you, you eleven? No, no, give me less. Can I give you eleven? No, you can't give me eleven. But you have better technique than I do, and if I, I got a ten, I don't think that's true. No, I think that's true. Okay, I'm still giving you a 10 anyway. Thanks. Um, nine on commitment. Thank you. Because you left out the microphone. Yeah, that's true. The Lurols work, though. Do you think? Yeah, it's like the ghostly, <laughs> the eye of God. <laughs> ah, it final, was a metaphor all along. Final grade's still still an A star because you lost the mark on commitment. But that's not <laughs> enough to bring you down. On Thank the, you. May Martin's lowered the... Yeah, the great <laughs> the boundaries. Curve. The curve's been lowered by other students, so we're all in the A star yeah. category. Um, I love that so much. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. And thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's been ages since I did any acrylic painting yeah. properly at all. And well, I, let's get our art class together. To my, yes, yeah. please. Let's do that. That'd be good. All right. Thank you, Pierre. Thank you. I really enjoyed that and was very impressed with his artwork. Uh, I sounded like I wasn't, I didn't think he'd be good. I did think he'd be good, but I was actually very envious of how much better his painting was than mine. Not the point of the podcast, but there we go. Um, follow him on Twitter. He's at Pierre Novelli. He also hosts a brilliant podcast with another secret artist, former guest, Pierre, no, not Pierre, Phil Wang. Um, follow me on Twitter at Annie McTweet, Instagram, McGrath.Annie and McGrath.Art. Also, go and see mine and Pierre's work at Fiamano Classa. It's on for a week. Um, Art is the Best Medicine is the title of the exhibition. It's 54 comedians exhibiting artworks to raise money for Mental Health UK. I'm very proud of it and I'm very tired because it's been nine months of organisation. And that's a baby. Enjoy your week. Thanks for listening. If you have enjoyed it, then um, write a nice little review. 
go on for Christmas. Thanks for listening. Bye. Secret Artists is a Turtle Canyon comedy production for Acast. Music by Alistair Clayton. Quickfire Round music by Steve Dunn. When your skin feels nourished and glows, you radiate confidence. Osea makes giving your skin a glow up easy with their clean, clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This seaweed-powered duo features two of Osea's best sellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.